Appreciate those selection of songs tonight. It goes right along with our lesson that we're going to look at from Psalms 23. The 23rd Psalm has been referred to as many things. It's been referred to as the shepherd's song because it was written by David who at one time in his life was a shepherd. It's an individual conceiving of the blessings of God promised to Israel coming from the heart of a shepherd. God knows the sheep and God gives the blessings to the individual sheep that he's promised to the entire flock. Each sheep therefore know and experience the providence of God individually. I want us to understand tonight that many of the lines of the 23rd Psalm are the statements of the simple requirements of a shepherd, the life of a shepherd, the, the actual duties of a holy land shepherd that are just as appropriate today as to the shepherd who lived some 6,000 years ago. You know, when we stop tonight and look at this 23rd Psalm, phrase by phrase, I think it has a well understood meaning for us today. And I think that meaning only deepens as we grow more faithful to God in our everyday Christian lives. And I think as we look at this passage, it will help us to realize and to understand what it means to be under the guidance of the Good Shepherd. I thought a lot about the shooting that took place this past week in which 17 people were killed and it seems like that this is the kind of thing that's becoming somewhat commonplace. Of course, it might be easy to present a lesson that might talk about all the things that could solve our problems. But basically, we know by and large that the world is going to turn a deaf ear to real solutions to these kinds of problems. They don't want to hear the real solution to the problems that we face today. But I think for us as Christians, as we look out into our world today, as we see what's happening, as we see on the news things that literally break our hearts, how do we as Christians deal with these things? When we see on the news a massive shooting or when we read about tragedies in our world, when we read about things that are anti-God and things that are certainly morally bankrupt in our culture. You know, how does a Christian cope with these kinds of things on a daily basis? I believe by looking at the 23rd Psalm, we can go to the inside of where it matters as a Christian in our hearts. If our heart is right, if we have the kind of attitude and disposition that we need to have, then when tragedy strikes, when difficulties come, we'll be able to stand strong as a child of God every single day. And I believe these points here that we're going to look at tonight can help us to accomplish just that. Let's read together the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. 
He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare us the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Tonight I want us to take a closer look at this great psalm and I want to break this song of the shepherd into its appropriate phrases that it might mean more to us, that it might encourage us as we live in this life and see what's going on in our world. First of all, we have a song of faith and assurance. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, the shepherd's main concern is to provide for those sheep. And the sheep instinctively know this. The sheep knows that even before the master brings them into the fold of safety in the evening, that the shepherd already has planned for grazing the next day. And so the sheep have the utmost faith in the shepherd that there's going to be something provided for them tomorrow. I think the thought of this verse was well captured one day by a little girl who said, the Lord is my shepherd and so I will not want. Well, she thought she had misread it, but actually she got the truth of the matter. You know, there's no lack of faith and assurance. There's no lack of assurance in real faith. If we trust in God as our shepherd, we have confidence that everything, no matter what we see around us, everything somehow is going to be well with us tomorrow. We need to realize this is a song of faith and assurance. The good shepherd says every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, James 1 in verse 17. We're promised that if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto us, Matthew 6 and verse 33. And, and then we think about what the Bible says in Ephesians 3 and verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Back during World War II, there were many, many orphans produced by the conflict of that horrible war. And just after the war, a great number of these orphans were gathered from the countries of Europe and these orphans were brought together to a camp until something could be done for them. One of the first problems that these children faced was the inability to sleep. Psychologists were brought in and it was finally determined that these children had difficulty sleeping at all because of insecurity. And of course, you can understand why that might be the case. 
And so it was decided that all these children would be given everything they wanted to eat. But in addition to getting all they wanted to eat, each child was to be given a piece of bread that they were to hold in their hand that was not to be eaten. And so each child was made to understand that you can have everything that you want to eat, but when you go to bed, you're going to have this one piece of bread in your hand. That was done, and amazingly, those children began to to sleep well. They appeared to be well-rested. They appeared to be more content There seemed to be a feeling of security. You see, those children went to sleep knowing that there was provision for them for the next day because, you see, they had that in their hands. And so it is tonight that we need to remember that God knows our needs even before we knew we had those needs. God gave us the sun, the moon, and the stars to give us light before we ever even knew we needed light. God gave us warmth and heat. He gave us seed for the earth. He gave us animals to eat even before we even knew there were such needs. Our God has provided every need of man. He is our great shepherd. And confidence and faith in our God, I believe, ought to produce assurance in our lives that will make us look forward to the coming days in optimism and in anticipation rather than in pessimism. You know, secondly, though, this shepherd's song is a song of contentment. David said in verse 2, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. You know, over in that particular part of the world in that day, the sheep began to graze around 4 a.m. And they would graze up until around 10 in the morning. And having eaten for a number of hours, the sheep are full. And the sun is very hot at this time of the day. And those sheep cannot drink water immediately or they'll bloat. And so the good shepherd takes the sheep to an area of green pastures where they're going to have plenty of good grazing for the rest of the day. And those sheep are made to lie down and rest for three or four hours in the green pastures. And as those sheep lie there, they chew their cud in full contentment. And the sheep know well and good that when they're finished with their rest, there's going to be plenty of food for them for the rest of the day. That's a, that's a beautiful picture of contentment. And I believe for us today, faith in God, who is our shepherd, ought to produce in us the same kind of contentment. Knowing that God has made every provision for us. I think about Paul and how he realized this, no matter what circumstance he might find himself in. Paul said, I've learned in whatsoever state I'm in, therewith to be content. 
And that's why Paul lived his life the way that he did. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 and verse 5, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 8, the Bible says, having food and raiment, let us be content. You see, this shepherd's song is a song of contentment. God has provided for us everything that we need. But also notice tonight that this song of the shepherd is a song of peace. David said, he leads me beside the still waters. You may not know this, but sheep are very poor swimmers. Since their wool is so very thick and absorbs water so quickly, sheep naturally fear the water. And so sheep naturally stay away from gurgling water, and the shepherd knows this. And when the shepherd is ready to water the sheep, he will find, or maybe he'll fashion with his hands a little pool by the side of the stream, and those sheep will come and drink. The shepherd is concerned even about the most timid of the sheep. And so he leads the sheep beside the still waters. It seems to me that we too need to be reminded from time to time that that God understands our limitations. God understands that we're frail. He understands that we're weak. We need to understand that God does not expect us He does not expect you and me to work beyond the limit of the talents that he's blessed us with. God has never demanded that we as his people do some great thing. All God wants from me is my very best. And we need to serve God simply with the capacity that we possess. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4 and verse 13. And may we realize that the only thing God expects me to do is to do my best. He doesn't compare me to you. He doesn't expect me to accomplish what you're accomplishing. All he wants from me is my best. You know, that's one reason why I think it's important for our children to recite this at least once a week. I hope they'll do it maybe every day. As they approach life, as they approach their work at school or recreation or whatever they may be when it comes to serving God, all God wants me to do is my best. And so I will do my best. I'll never give up. I'll never quit. And once I've done my best... I just leave the rest up to God. God will take care of the rest. And so when God looks down upon you and me, he sees an individual and he understands who we are as an individual. He understands my weaknesses. He understands my shortcomings. He understands that I cannot do perhaps what somebody else can do who may be much more talented than I am. The only thing God expects from me and all he expects from me is my very best. 
And once we've done that, once we give our best, as this passage says, we can truly be at peace when our best may not even accomplish what we might desire to accomplish. He leads me beside the still waters. And then the song of the shepherd, I believe, is a song of life. David said, he restores my soul. You know, when David wrote these words, he wrote them either as a shepherd or perhaps thinking back to his life as a shepherd. And he was fully aware of the fact that during the day, sheep would often graze in a line. Each sheep had his own place and he stayed in that particular place in the grazing line. But sometime during the day, the sheep would leave that place and, and walk over to the shepherd and the shepherd would rub his nose and his ears. And after the sheep had received the shepherd's assurance, he would walk back to his place in the grazing line, refreshed, restored, his spirit made alive again. I, I think about young children sometimes as I think about this 23rd Psalm. Sometimes children will come in from a hard day at play and maybe they'll reach up to us as parents and they'll put their arms around us and hug our necks and tell us that they love us. And, you know, they like sheep are simply needing their souls refreshed and restored. And it's wonderful to restore their souls and send them back out to their play. And I think David is a great example even of his own poetry. You know, when David was close to God as a shepherd, he knew what it meant to believe confidently in God. David could face a great enemy like Goliath in 1 Samuel 17 and he could defeat that enemy because of his faith. He could be victorious over all of his foes when he knew his faith in God was what it needed to be. And yet when David turned away from God through that terrible sin with Bathsheba, David lost that closeness to God. He he found himself in need of having his soul restored. And of course, after the visit of Nathan the prophet and the accusation of David not only being an adulterer, but also being a murderer, a man who was guilty of breaking five of the Ten Commandments, was moved to write the 51st Psalm. And David wrote in Psalms 51 in verse 2, thinking about this sin that he had committed that had seemingly separated him from God, he said, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me <clears throat> against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. In verse 9, he said, hide your face from my sin, blot out my iniquities, create within me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your free spirit. 
Then will I teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be turned again unto thee. You see, David came to God bent and broken by his sin and transgression, and God restored his soul. And folks, we need to understand there's no individual anywhere that's beyond the forgiveness of our God. If we are willing to submit our will to him in obedience to his word, we can be restored. But let me also suggest tonight that this shepherd's song is a song of leadership. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. You know, sheep have a very poor sense of direction. I understand that they can really only see maybe 15 to 20 yards in front of them clearly. And so they put their confident trust in the shepherd that he's going to lead them to the green pastures. He's going to lead them beside the still waters. And in the same way, we today must let that good shepherd guide our steps as well. It was Jeremiah long ago in chapter 10 and verse 23 who said it's not in man that walks to direct his own steps. We can't find our own way without God. Jesus Christ is our example. We're to follow in his steps. 1 Peter 2 and verse 21. But this shepherd's song is also a song of courage and confidence. It's a song of companionship and comfort. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, there is actually a valley of the shadow of death in Palestine. It's located east of the road that leads from Jerusalem to the Dead Sea. It's about four and a half miles in length. It's a narrow piece of land through a mountain range and the walls in places are some 1,500 feet high. The way through it is made even more dangerous by gullies that may be up to eight feet deep. This is a very hazardous journey for the sheep who must cross this piece of land once a year because of grazing conditions. And the shepherd is always there for the sheep to protect them from danger, to bring them to safety, even in the very face of death itself. And as these sheep go through the valley of the shadow of death, they have the utmost confidence that that good shepherd is going to provide whatever is necessary for their security. And yet today we need to realize that we have that good shepherd. We need to understand that that good shepherd would likewise guide us through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, we don't have to fear anything that's going to happen to us in this life. As 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 1 says, we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. 
You know, there's comfort both in the rod and staff of our heavenly father. He is with, with us each day of our lives and he will be with us until this world is no more, until our lives on this earth come to an end. And then we will rest upon the promises that God has made of eternal life with him in heaven. But then let me suggest quickly that this shepherd's song is also a song of providence. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You know, one of the most interesting things that a shepherd does for a sheep is to go out before the seasonal feedings begin and with a mattock, he begins to prepare a table for the sheep. The good shepherd will go out into the grazing areas and there he'll weed out all the poisonous plants and those plants that have thorns and briars that might cut the nose and the ears of the sheep. And he'll pile all those up in a large pile and when they're dry the next day, he will burn them. And the result of this preparation is the kind of table in which the sheep can go into and graze freely. I think David here is contemplating some of the things that God has done for us. God has provided for each of us that which is necessary for our well-being. I think about Romans 8 and verse 28 that says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. God has promised us that he's going to provide for us. Then let me suggest tonight that this song of the shepherd is a song of joy and favor. The shepherd said, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Here we are at the end of the grazing day and those sheep would come into the fold and as those sheep passed through the narrow door of that fold, if the shepherd noticed that maybe there was a cut on the ear or maybe a scratch on the nose, he would gently tap the sheep on his back with his rod and that sheep would then step aside. In the sheepfold, there were always two great vessels, one large one full of water and another one full of olive oil. And those sheep would plunge into that cool water. They, they would drink until they are satisfied. And if the sheep had been wounded somehow, the shepherd would anoint those wounds with oil. The sheep never doubted at all the favor and the joy of the shepherd. And I think we need to realize that God provides for our needs physically and most of all spiritually. But finally, as I close tonight, this shepherd's song is a song of anticipation and immortality. Psalms chapter 23 and verse 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The sheep have enjoyed the care and the protection of the shepherd all throughout the day. And there is that confidence that this protection will be there tomorrow as well. You know, I can't think of a better way to prepare for life's battles than to become a sheep 
in the sheepfold of our chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. We need to realize that there is no safety outside the fold of that good shepherd. You look at what you see on the screen now, and I think that pretty much defines what it means to trust in God. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there are all kinds of things that can harm me, that can devour me. But God has promised me safe passage. He's promised to protect me and provide for me. He is the author. He is the finisher of our faith. And as I think about the world today that I see as we see what's happening, and I'm here to tell you that these things that we see happening in our world, the shootings, they're not going to be stopping anytime soon. That's what happens when a society becomes morally bankrupt and removes God and God's moral standards out of their lives and out of the government. Uh, You can't have anything but chaos when you remove God away. And so these things may and will continue. We don't know what the future holds, but if I'm a Christian, I do know who holds the future. And you see, as a Christian, I can look at this 23rd Psalm and I can know that as a sheep in the sheepfold of that great chief shepherd, that I will always be safe. And the worst thing that can ever happen to me if you want to call it that, is that I get to go to heaven when this life is over. That's the worst case scenario. You can't beat that, can you? You know, if I die, the worst thing that can happen to me is going to heaven. That's pretty good odds there. And so I live each day as a Christian, as a sheep in the sheepfold of Jesus Christ. I live every day confident of my salvation knowing that God will do for me exactly as he has said. But that may not be the case with you tonight if you're not a Christian. If you've never obeyed the gospel, you're outside the sheepfold of safety, but that can change for you if you're willing to obey the gospel. If you're willing in simple trusting faith to repent of your sins, you can be baptized into Christ even tonight upon your confession of faith in him. The invitation is your 